I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Friday, October 18th. Here is an impeachment inquiry update from today's show. Acting White House Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney admitted during a news conference yesterday that Trump withheld nearly $400 million in military aid in part to pressure Ukraine to pursue an investigation that could benefit him politically, acknowledging a quid pro quo that is at the heart of the impeachment inquiry and that the president and his allies have vigorously denied for weeks. Mulvaney defended the president's actions as commonplace and appropriate, saying, quote, get over it. There's going to be political influence in foreign policy. He really said that. The acting chief of staff spoke as Trump's own ambassador to the European Union gave what would become a nine-hour deposition. Gordon Sunland told House investigators that the president had outsourced U.S. policy on Ukraine to Trump's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, a decision he says he disagreed with but carried out anyway. Giuliani was pushing the Ukrainians to investigate interference in the 2016 election and Joe Biden. Mulvaney brushed aside the concerns expressed by Sunland and said there's nothing wrong with deputizing a private attorney to conduct public diplomacy. You may not like the fact that Giuliani was involved, Mulvaney said, but, quote, it's not illegal. It's not impeachable. The president gets to set foreign policy and he gets to choose who does so. Mulvaney told reporters that Trump definitely wanted the government in Kiev to investigate the debunked conspiracy theory that a hacked Democratic National Committee computer server was taken to Ukraine in 2016 to hide evidence that it was that country and not Russia that interfered in the presidential election on Trump's behalf. Mulvaney denied that the aid was contingent on a separate Ukrainian investigation of Joe and Hunter Biden, another separate potential quid pro quo that congressional Democrats are looking into. Later, after Trump's lawyer, Jay Sukolow, Bill Barr's Justice Department, and top Republicans publicly distanced themselves from Mulvaney, the White House scrambled to walk back his comments, issuing an official statement last night that said, let me be clear, there was absolutely no quid pro quo. But during the presser, Mulvaney embraced a classic Trumpian tactic, saying the quiet and potentially illegal part out loud. But he's done this before. Just last year, when Mulvaney was running the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, he told lobbyists and executives for the big banks that campaign contributions were the way to get access. He literally said, quote, we had a hierarchy in my office in Congress. If you're a lobbyist who never gave us money, I did not talk to you. If you're a lobbyist who gave us money, I might talk to you. He wasn't joking. Other presidents would make an official resign after saying publicly that lobbyists had to pay to play. Trump promoted him to become his top aide. Meanwhile, Energy Secretary Rick Perry, one of the so-called self-described three amigos who was put in charge of Ukraine policy by the White House outside of traditional diplomatic channels, announced that he's leaving his job by the end of the year. Perry's long-rumored departure comes as he's under growing scrutiny for the role he played in the president's Ukraine dealings. Perry was traveling with Trump to Texas when he notified the president of his decision aboard Air Force One. Trump said he already knows who will succeed Perry, but declined to identify the person. House Democrats have subpoenaed Perry for documents related to a Ukrainian state-owned energy company 
as well as his involvement in the July 25th call between Trump and Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. The lawmakers have set a Friday deadline. It's unclear if Perry will comply. Trump has said Perry teed up that call. A spokeswoman for Perry says he wanted Trump to speak with the Ukrainian leader on energy matters related to U.S. efforts to boost Western energy ties to Eastern Europe. The Associated Press reported earlier this month that a circle of businessmen and major Republican donors touted their connections to Trump and Giuliani as they sought to install new management at the top of Ukraine's state-owned gas company last spring. Their plan, though, hit a snag when Zelensky won the election. But Perry took up the effort to install a friendlier management team at the company. Perry then attended Zelensky's May 2019 inauguration as the administration's senior representative, and he met privately with Zelensky. Congress is trying to figure out what exactly he said. And Jay Goldberg, a longtime friend and former lawyer for Trump, told MSNBC last night that Giuliani has a book of his Ukraine contacts that hasn't yet been subpoenaed, or at least not turned over. And if it is, could be harmful to the president. Goldberg says he's seen the book. He said he didn't believe there's enough in it to impeach and convict Trump. But he sidestepped questions when asked if the book will make it look like Giuliani broke the law. Goldberg also said he advised Trump back in March not to hire Giuliani as a personal attorney and said it's time for the president to cut ties with the former New York mayor because he's, quote, gone off the rails. Mulvaney, during that same news conference, also announced that Trump has decided to hold next year's G7 summit for the leaders of the world's largest economies at his own resort in Doral, Florida. This potentially runs afoul of the Emoluments Clause in the Constitution because it will require foreign governments to pay money to the company that Trump owns. Even if it's not unconstitutional or even if they can convince some judges or congressmen, Republican senators, that it's not unconstitutional, it's certainly without precedent in modern American history. Trump's resort, set among bland office parks near the Miami airport, has been in sharp decline in recent years. According to the Trump Organization's own records, its net operating income fell 69% from 2015 to 2017. A Trump Organization representative testified last year that the reason was Trump's brand becoming toxic. Now, the G7 will draw hundreds of diplomats and security personnel to the resort during one of its slowest months of the year. If you've ever been to Miami, it's hot and muggy <laughs> in June. The hotel is usually less than 40% full at the time of the summit. It will also provide free publicity for the club. Mulvaney says Trump asked his staff to look into using Doral. He claimed there was then a rigorous nationwide search that examined 10 different sites. Mulvaney refused to say what other sites were vetted, just that they were all worse than the property owned by Trump. Mulvaney said the White House will not release any information about the selection process. Absolutely not, he said. The move reflects the total collapse of promises made by both the president and Eric Trump, his son and the day-to-day supposed leader of Trump's businesses. Both pledged at the start of the presidency to create total separation between private businesses owned by the president and his public office. Yesterday, the Trump organization said it's honored to have been chosen by its owner, the president, for this event, but the company would not answer questions about how much money it's going to make. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman. If you want to hear full episodes, find The Daily 202 wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.